Welcome to The Things We Say. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Nate. This is a topical podcast where the topics are chosen at random. Sometimes they will be profound, and sometimes they will be stupid. But no matter what, we have a lot to say about them. We are known for the things we do. We become the things we think. We live the things we believe. These are the things we say. back on the things we say. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Nate. <sighs> Feels good to be back again. I love it. <laughs> it's one of the, my favorite times of the week. Everything else is quiet and pretty well taken care of. Another week laid out ahead of us. Yep. My children are usually asleep, which <laughs> yep. is mostly helpful yep. where, where this is concerned. Oh, man. Getting ready to head into a brand new week and see what lies ahead. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's funny for me. I've always thought of Sunday as the last day of the week. Me too. Because it's like the culmination of other things that I've done throughout the week. Yeah. Um, being in ministry, that's just the reality of it. And obviously, the calendar disagrees with me. See, I would have thought that would have been different in ministry, that you would have thought of Sunday as the first of the week. Like, yeah. for a working week, it's the end of the weekend. Right. Monday begins another week. Right. But... For you doing most of your work on Sunday. Right. I thought maybe well, and it it's a weird thing, too, because I do have my weekend before Sunday because my weekend is Friday, Saturday. Right. But, I mean, if you think about it, like, we're planning during the week for what's happening Sunday. We have rehearsals during the week for what's happening Sunday. Then Sunday happens, and then the cycle starts all over again. So, yeah, I don't think of Sunday as the first day of the week. I know it is. I know it is, but I, I reject that reality and substitute my own. And at some point on this podcast, and in the near future somewhere, uh, there's going to be another baby added to your house. Yes. We may or may not take a break for a while, depending on how that all goes. Yeah, we we probably won't. (laughs) Honestly, we probably won't, because I'll be home for a while. I'm going to take a week of paternity leave and a week of vacation to to be home with my wife and kind of help us find our new normal. And then, uh, so yeah, it'll be a down week-ish for me, other than not sleeping. Isn't it, isn't that just the way with third kids though? It's like first uh, kid you're taking a whole month off, yeah. and it's like yeah, I don't nobody know. touched the baby. I don't know how long I took off for strong, but it sure felt longer than yeah. two weeks. It felt really long actually, but I don't know if that's reality or if and that's just by my the memory. Third of it. baby, it's just like yeah, <laughs> I had, right, we have some leftover stuff we can give you. I had kind of a funny experience with that. We were doing a, an ultrasound a while back. Uh, for this baby, and I asked the tech that was there. I was like, "So, do you guys do like software updates on the on the uh, the ultrasound machine, or is it just the machine is what it is, and that's the quality picture that you get, whatever?" She's like, "It's mostly hardware." I was like, "Well, I could have sworn that every single ultrasound that we've done has gotten more clear." And it's I realized better. it's not that it's better; it's that I know what I'm looking at. <laughs> Whereas with our first child, I had no clue what I was looking at at yeah. all, but. I've gotten very used to looking at that screen and seeing, oh, like, there's a face, there are the hands, there's a spine, you know, like, you see all that stuff, and you get used to it. So I think I think it's mostly my perception that's changed, because the, they, me, they the, have the same machine. For the first one, it was exactly the same as somebody showing me their UFO pictures, <laughs> where it's like, and there you can see the outline of the ship, and I'm like, nope. I don't see it. Still got nothing. Got nothing at all. Yeah, it was very much like that with the first one, for sure. I would agree with that. Oh, man. So, I have a did you know. Okay. Did you know 
that the word mesmerize actually comes from an actual person. It's their actual name. Oh, so did, I did the, hear this. Where did I hear this? Yeah. This was something Aaron Mankey did. Yes, and that's where I heard about it recently. It was just and on a, I on a most thought this one. was fascinating. Go for it. Yeah. I love this. So the term mesmerize, mesmerization, any of that is from a doctor, a German doctor named Franz Friedrich Anton Mesmer, uh, who lived from 1734 to 1815. And he was a doctor who was interested in astronomy and uh, came up with the idea of what is called animal magnetism um, and was big into uh, basically spurring on what would become the spiritualist movement uh, of the of the uh, 19th century and also a lot of new age movements that you see now, the whole right. idea of energies and life forces and all this stuff. Like he was big, big into this and started this whole thing. Well, when spiritualism kind of took hold in the, in the 1900s, I'm sorry, not the 1900s, the 1800s, um, they used his name as the namesake for the movement. So they were but mesmerists. They were doing, so hypnotism, they were doing hypnotism, hypnotism, seances, all these things that were happening with that. But mesmerization... When we use the word like, oh, they were mesmerized by something, we're, unbeknownst to most of us, referring to this specific man who believed in hip hypnosis and these different things to unlock this energy. So what was he talking about, animal magnetism? Yeah, he so, believed that there was some sort of invisible... Yeah, like this uh, invisible force that could be tapped into... Um, and have physical effects. So but it was kind healing, of like an invisible fluid almost around... I mean, I don't like, know. I don't know what it's all, but yeah, it's basically Star Wars. Here, so here's like a little rundown of it. Uh, Franz Mesmer believed in an invisible natural force yeah. uh, possessed by all living things, including humans, animals, and vegetables. He believed that the force could have physical effects, including healing. He tried persistently but without success to achieve scientific recognition of his ideas. So he he thought that literally from observing the universe, uh, there had been an idea before that planets had this energy, and that's what right. kept them, you know, before the 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 idea of of gravity and and all of this stuff was really brought to the forefront. The idea was, well, no, it's magnetism. They have this certain. It was basically a primitive descriptor of what would eventually become to as the idea of gravity, um, but. He took it a step further and said, no, 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 all living things have this force. You know, again, right. it's, it's literally Star Wars. The theology of Star Wars is Franz Mesmer's idea of how the world worked and what gave things life and motion and power. The new Star Wars trailer is out. Yeah, I, I want to be excited, but I'm not. I I'm, just I'm weirdly excited to go with Rylan. Like I'm, Rylan yeah. is super excited about it. We even watched a guy who broke down the trailer yeah. and like showed you all the different yeah, the trailer looks great. Easter I'm not going to lie. Every, every trailer I've seen for the new one looks great. It just, I'm not overly hopeful. And, and here's my thing. It looks like Ray may go to the dark side. I, I genuinely believe that we are seeing the beginning of the end of Disney. Well, it's the end of the Star Wars no, no, no. genre. No, like, I mean Disney, period. Here's my theory. <laughs> I know they're still a cash powerhouse. I know they own everything in the world. But I think they've hit this point where they have, they have peaked and we're going to start to see a decline. And the reason is there is hardly anything coming out of Disney that's genuinely new and creative. Right. They're banking on old franchises like Star Wars. They basically scooped up the MCU and are running with narratives that have basically already been and just making them a little more interesting. They're doing all of these remakes. They're making a ton of money. They've acquired a bunch of things. But the there's live nothing, action remakes. Yeah, there's nothing this. new 
coming from Disney. I mean, when we were growing up, when we were younger kids, like, you know, the animated things, like, every year you waited for a Disney movie to come out, and it was, like, the big deal, and they would ruin the excitement of the new movie because they would when you're going to watch it, they'd have the preview for the one that was coming the following year. And then all you could think about was the preview for the one that you were like, Oh, I can't wait to see that one. You know? Um, and there was genuine creativity yeah. and genuine like art coming out of it. And it was becoming a powerhouse again. Um, so unless they have some kind of creative revival, I think we're hitting, we're hitting that point where they've just kind of become an institution and we're going to start to see them kind of marginalize. It's a hot Although take, but I'm just giving with- it. With something as large as MCU and as large as Star Wars, it's not going away right away. No, like not at that all. Stuff that you can franchise and not just keep at all. going and not going at all. and going. Not at all. But, but I think I think the co- the combination of that and them kind of going the whole social justice warrior route with a lot of their movies and trying to get in that that stream, um, which is funny because comic books have always gravitated towards those things. But like you hit a point where you're trying too hard to make it that. Yeah. Instead of just letting it be what it is, letting it be the story. Um, but I, I, again, hot take, but I believe, I believe we're seeing the beginning <laughs> of the end, barring, barring a significant leadership change right. that, that revitalizes the creativity of Disney. I believe we're seeing the beginning of the decline. I don't think there'll ever be an end to Disney. It'll be like GE becomes much less relevant, yeah, it, but it's still there running in the background. It seems like there should be something more creative that could be done, yeah. especially for on the kids' side of it. Like a lot of... A lot of this stuff has gotten pushed towards older and older kids. Right. And it seems They're playing like, to the nostalgia of our generation right. when they were at their creative yeah. peak. So they're trying to bring us back in, but they're not really given anything that's that's really inspiring wonder in in kids anymore. Yeah, I mean your last princess was frozen. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. It and again, yeah. they were trying to do too much social commentary with that one. <laughs> and honestly, well, Frozen Frozen is still kind of a thing, but it's it's not a thing like you would assume it was still a thing with how popular it was when it first came out. Frozen it's quickly was, started to fade. was disappointing for me in that when we went to the theaters and you saw previews for it, you saw the little snowman and the moose, mm-hmm. which was never in the movie. And the well, I mean, they're in the movie, but they're not the, yeah, the snowman and the reindeer. The snowman and the reindeer on the ice, that never oh, yeah, happened yeah, yeah. in the movie. Yeah. But it was only in the trailers. Right. And so we went thinking it was going to be this, like, funny thing. Yeah. It Which wasn't the snowman, that funny. The snowman saved that whole movie. Right. If it weren't for that snowman, that movie, that movie would just have not been great at all. And the trolls. Yeah. Tangled was far better than that movie. Oh, Tangled is awesome. Far better than that movie. Yeah. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? That's not why uh, we're here. <laughs> but that's not why we're that's here. That's not why we're here. Why no. are we here, Sheldon? <laughs> we don't know. We're just going to do something fun tonight. It's Sunday we night. Were, we were just uh, <laughs> reminiscing back through some really old youth group music yes. and talking about it. And I thought it'd be fun to bring back the bell and kind of go head to head and see if we could guess <laughs> some random youth group songs. So I found a playlist on Spotify that looked really good, had a lot of those from right in the time that we would have been in youth group or going into youth group or coming into music, whatever yeah. it is. But it's it's more like contemporary Christian music of a certain era. Yeah. So uh, we've instituted a little game. We're going to see what we can do. It might be 10 songs that we do. It might be 15, depending on <laughs> how we get rolling. We'll see how we get rolling. But you get a point for the artist. You get a point for the song. And we'll let it play until somebody hits the bell. And right. gets it. And if we come up with some re- remembrances or these 
things jog a memory or yeah. a story along the way, we'll do it. Yeah. Uh, but this you is guys just will gonna... probably guess it far earlier than I will. This but... is basically going to be a nostalgia fest is what right. we're going for right yeah. here. So if you're about 35, this will be great. <laughs> if you're about 25, you're going to be like, maybe a little this lost. This music feels a little old. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Almost exactly 15 to yeah. 20 years old. Because we're a little old. We are a little old. So about 20 speaking. years old. This yeah. is going back about 20 years. Yeah, somewhere in that vicinity. Oh, so weird to say. Oh, I know. All right, here I we know. go. So here we go. Let Number me see one. what we got. Oh, hold oh, on. you pulled up your... Your the f the phone was malfunctioning. Okay, now I can see it. Hold on, there we go. All right, so if we do this, this was the song we were on. <laughs> Whoops. Okay, so we're is skipping. that too loud? I don't know. We'll ears? find out real quick. Okay, let me try this. Ready? Get set. Go. Oh dang it! I forgot about the bell. I was just gonna say it. Go ahead. Love Liberty Disco News Voice. Yes, that is absolutely correct. I don't even need to check that one. I know it is. I feel like we you need can two. hit it if you want. I was going to say, I feel like we need two bells. All right, next Oops. one. Yep. Okay, here we go. Oh, crap. This is the longest intro ever. <laughs> I feel like I should know this. Is this Cademan's call? Oh, they're doing more. This oh no, let it play. Let it play. Because some of these are obscure. Longest intro ever, good lord. I should know this though, I feel like I should know this. I got no idea. Got no idea what that is. Oh, no, I don't know that one either. It's Rain by Drive. I have no idea who that nope. is. Nope. Okay, so that was a random that bad must have one. Been, that must have been the indie, the indie kids right, that so were you know, trying to be a thing. We're not going to let them go that long. No, we won't. All right, I was just go. convinced I should have known that. Hit it. Jesus Freak DC Talk. So easy. <laughs> so mad. Love Liberty Disco was just I as know, easy. I know, but so that, let that me, initial let guitar. Me tell you, let me tell you something funny about that. So, okay. So DC Talk became a big thing when my dad was a youth pastor. Right. Jesus Freak came out in, I think, 1994. Either they recorded it in 94 and it was released in 95, or it was released in 95 and they or in 94 and they toured it in 95. My dad loved DC Talk. When really? they were hip hop and doing all that stuff, oh, he DC loved talk. he loved them. Like they had such a gospel feel to a lot of the stuff they did. Um, you know, they they kind of mixed and melded genres. My dad loved them. Jesus Freak came out, and he's like, uh, because they went like all the way rock with Jesus right. Freak. They went from the album before that was um, uh, Free at Last, Free at Last, and it was super gospely, like super hip hop. There wasn't a lot of hard rock in it. Um, relatively speaking, and then Jesus Freak went all the way there because well, grunge had become a thing. Grunge, yeah, yeah grunge had become Nirvana a thing. And, and I'm sorry, it 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 breaks my heart to say it, but if you listen to Smells Like Teen Spirit and Jesus Freak side by side, Jesus Freak is clearly a ripoff of Smells Like Teen Spirit, and it's tragic, but it's true. I still love Jesus Freak. I will always love that album, but that song is a direct ripoff of Smells Like Teen Spirit. There was. I just heard the intro to Shine yeah. playing in a 
song, and I'm like, what song is this? I believe in miracles. It's you that. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I believe in miracles. And I'm like, <laughs> this is the riff from Shine I by know. News Boys. I know. And that was the biggest thing coming because to the realization. Because that was my favorite riff I ever know. as a kid. I'm like, this is amazing. I love this Coming riff. to the it's realization so that most of the music I loved when I was a teenager uh, was just derivative yeah. was very sad to me. The, the very worst one is, is uh, I mentioned it before, Relying K's pressing on oh, yeah. Blink-182's, yep. damn it. It's, totally. It's exact ripoff. Totally. All right. Yeah. Next All right, one. Next one. Uh, anyway, but yes, Jesus Freak and that entire album, I should have all of that memorized. Yeah. There's no reason. That was I didn't super get, controversial when it came out, though. When they kind of embraced the grunge thing and went with that, that surprised a lot of people. I remember watching the music videos <laughs> on what was that Christian channel that had like Christian yeah. music videos? Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember the name of it. I remember like me and my cousins watching this for some reason on Grandma's downstairs TV <laughs> because there's no way Grandma would have. Let us play this on the upstairs TV. Of course. But we were out of sight, out of mind. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> oh, come on. Audio Adrenaline, oh. Big House. Oh, I thought you were going to botch it. I almost said get down. Uh, <laughs> it was close. Correct band, incorrect song. But, yeah, you got that one. Do you want to press it this time? Uh, sure, I will. Or do you have something on Big House? No, we. that was actually a, a tune that we covered in the in the band that I was in. This, how, this, this song covers the nice theological territory of football in heaven. Yes. So whenever yes. we have Mike on to talk about eschatology... <laughs> We're we'll gonna talk to, about football. We'll in have heaven. to tell him that he's gonna embrace sports in heaven. Because that was foundational to my experience. Yes, of course, of course. But yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> we covered we covered that tune back in the firepan days. So there all right, go. here we go. This is. I got nothing on that one. I feel like I should know, but I got nothing. Obscure. I thought it was bleach. Dang it. I thought it was bleach, bleach. and I didn't call I should it. have had that. Uh. Do you know? Okay. Here's a did you know. When I got engaged to Jess, it was in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> and the whole reason we were down there was for Bleach's final show. Yeah. I went down there, and it was Bleach, Seven Day Jesus, Reliant K, and a whole bunch of and like uh, Michael W. Smith's Rocket Town. Yeah, yeah. Like we went I in there. I love that venue. It's such a great venue. Yeah. We went there and we went to the Grand Old Opry. Yeah. And we had friends from church that had just moved down there, and they had a place for us to stay with two separate rooms. Oh yes, people. of course, That's, of course, of course. You know, we were good. I so, uh, like we got engaged on the back steps of the Parthenon in down downtown nice. Nashville in the park. Yeah. Uh, because I didn't have the guts to propose to her on the front step where everybody was. <laughs> I, I, I was at Rocket Town. Uh, we were on vacation in at Dale Hollow, which is a, a lake that's right on the border of Kentucky and Tennessee. And we drove uh, to Nashville to go to see uh, Hillsong United the very first time they were in the states, and they oh, played Rocket cool. Town. And they did two shows back to back, and we got to see the second show, and it was awesome. I think they did Shout Unto God for the first time. Oh, at that, cool. it hadn't even been on an album yet. There were several songs that like were brand new, but that would become kind of youth group staples after that. Different things going on, but it was it was very cool. That was a cool experience. But yeah, I love Rocket Town. It was cool. and Michael W. Smith was just walking around, hanging out with everybody, like literally right there in the middle, like no security or anything around him, just palling around. I'm like, this is pretty awesome. He's a pretty genuine dude. He really is. He so. really is. He's like everybody's dad. <laughs> 
in, in Christian music right now? Yeah. He is. I've, I've long said that he is the new Bill Gaither. Back in the day, Bill that Gaither would make artists palatable. So there would be an artist that was somewhat controversial or somewhat a new thing, like, and, and Bill Gaither would like bring him into the fold and let him be a part of, of what was mainstream Christian music at the time. And so Bill Gaither now has become the, the, the patriarch of CCM in a lot of ways. But Michael W. Smith is now the guy where it doesn't matter if you're Elevation or Bethel or whoever, if he does a song, that song will yeah. be palatable to the entire church. Um, no matter how controversial it may have He's been the when gateway. the original artist did it. Yeah, so it's kind of an interesting thing. Kind of an interesting thing. But yeah, good old Michael W. Smith. All right, moving on. Sounds live. Oh my gosh. What you got? Rebecca St. James. Okay, call a song. No. No? I don't have a song. I don't think it's Rebecca St. James. Shoot, let's go. Keep Here. going. Just keep going. Of all creation. <laughs> God of Wonders, and this particular one is Third Day. Ah, yes. <laughs> Do I get points for stealing? Yes, you get them both. Nice. Yeah, we're tied up. Four to Sweet. four. Because... I was just going to say that, yeah, that you didn't can steal it. That it's didn't, fine. That didn't feel like a Rebecca St. James key. I that was it, when it my might first... have been in her worship phase when she went live with some stuff. Because yeah. she like did this little like offshoot thing that I thought maybe it was about. But yeah. yeah. Which most people, I mean, maybe most people do. But for those of you who don't know, uh, King and Country are her brothers. Yeah. The Smallbone brothers. Yeah. And they are better than her. And she her was phenomenal. Name is Rebecca Smallbone. Although not now because she's married. Yeah. To a person. Man, she was one of those big purity culture people, too. That's a whole other thing. It, it got we to the used point, to joke about it and call her the Virgin Mary. <laughs> well, it got to the point with Rebecca St. James that she was hitting us because she didn't get married until I think she – she hasn't been married very long. I think yeah, she didn't she get married until she was like in her, in her like late 20s, early 30s. And I remember thinking to myself, does anybody want you? Like, is this the problem really? Is, is nobody, is that nobody wants nobody you? Nobody wanted to – Because she always seemed like – and again, I got no I got no – criticism of her. I mean, she always seemed like a really genuine girl. Like she was, she was great. You family know, family seems great. Yeah, family was great, but it, it did. There was this kind of thing in my head where I'm like, are you just really needy or something? Here. Yeah. I was like, have you, but then have you scared Mary Magdalene in, yeah, the, in hero, the hero, the rock opera. I wish I had seen that. It was very short lived, but oh, I wish I'd so seen good. it. Yeah. I, I had a DVD of it. I watched, I, I, they had a comic book that they released with it. I think you can find it on YouTube. I've never seen it. I'll have to pull it up sometime. It, is, it, it was actually pretty good. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Anywho. Moving on. Here we go. Push that button. Let's keep it moving. Oh, it's so close. Man, you're being bold, This is man. third day. You think it's third day again? No. I think it's going to be a girl. No, hold on. I won't call. I won't. Tight 90s snare cuts through. Love Long it. Intros were a thing. I know, they were. Will I believe you? Oh, Jeremy Camp. Yes, what song? Do you know what the song is? I don't know what the song is. Nope, okay. You Let's can't steal it. Let's see, I can't steal it. Walk by Faith. Walk by Faith, yes. Jeremy Camp. Good old Jeremy uh. Camp. 
It was, I knew it was one of those. Yeah. And so I just had one Mac Power in my head. One of the cotton mouth singers. It was, it was Mac Power or Todd Agnew or. Yeah, there we go. I'm up by one, five to four. Here we go. I will admit, I have, I have a little bit of. Uh, I have a little bit of uh, bitterness towards Jeremy Camp. Uh, me too. But because. You can tell me yours. Well, I've, I've got to make sure I get the. I get the uh, yeah, he ruined one of the greatest Christian bands that ever lived. Thank you, Benjamin Gates. Yeah, because he married their their front their front man. I'll call her front man. I I don't like front woman. She's still front man. It doesn't matter. Yeah, She's lead still, vocalist. Yeah. whatever. And they got married, and she quit the band. And Benjamin Gate were amazing. Benjamin Gate was twenty times as good as Jeremy Camp. Yeah, and he ruined that. But he should have been happy. the stay at home dad, and she <laughs> should have been out there. Yes, earning all the money. Please, yes. Can we? Can she we could do, that? do all his songs better than he can Without do Without a doubt, I that that made me very bitter. She they might have some songs in here. Yes. Pretty sure they were from South Africa too, yeah. which for Christian music was like awesome. Yes. You had the Newsboys from Australia. Yes, you had, and you had uh, Delirious from across the pond, and then yes. you had uh, South Africa. That was about yes. it. I mean, I don't know what else as far as outside <laughs> the country influence we had. Here we go. You had Burlap to Cashmere. Oh yeah, yeah. Which only one of them I think was a Christian. Yeah, and they got flack for that. Yeah, but, but I really so what? They were great. Basic instructions. It was so was fun. Awesome. It was such a fun. Oh, and they they were fun live. <laughs> this is I could sing of your love forever. Ah, uh, and I do believe this is the Delirious original studio version. It's either Delirious or it's Matt Redman, but I right. think this one's no, Delirious. You got it. Is this from the Cutting Edge album? Yes. Yeah. Six you know, points. Interesting for thing about that the, song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting thing about that song. He wrote that song in like 15 minutes. They I were, could sing of your love forever. Yeah. They were on, on a tour and he was sitting out by the pool and like they were like in Switzerland or something. And he literally looked up at the mountains and he sat down with his car and started going over the mountains and the sea and just wrote the whole thing in one sitting. And it became one of the biggest worship anthems that one of the one of the biggest ones that probably ever was. And yeah, it's interesting how that happens. But yeah. I don't know. There was something about worship music when I was in high school that even at our larger youth events, we just took our time. Yeah. Like that was, I, I remember that song going on for a long time yeah. and other songs going on for and a long time. And it was repetitive. Time. I mean, and it, you could, you could repeat it and just keep going Yeah. and people would just let it flow and let it happen. Yeah. And it, it wasn't something where you had to be on a schedule. There just and seemed to be, like, by and large, and it wasn't just our church or one little spot that right. did it. I mean, I'm talking about, like, large youth, youth conferences where we would just let this stuff go, and yeah. you would sing the same well, song and, for a long time. And I've time. said it often, you know, the problem with a lot of worship music today, and again, there's still, there's, there are better songs being written now than there ever have been in terms of yeah. technically, in terms of... Uh, melodies that are better and complex like i'm not being critical at all of modern worship music and but some of the lyrics have gotten much better yeah if you much go more back, theologically like, accurate and, and like, more wow. there's just more substance there yeah but there was something so genuine about what was going on then because it was not canned yeah it was not being overproduced it was just people who kind of made this discovery 
of, of worship in what they were doing and, and start, I mean, for crying out loud, Sonic Flood was a huge one in that and kind of turning on the worship genre in the United States. It already started to happen in the UK with yeah. bands like Delirious, but they really kicked it up here using a lot of songs from Delirious actually, but they were a band, they were originally a band, I think called Zilch that was, yeah. they were just going to do, you know, they had their own stuff they were writing or whatever. And they did like worst Good sets that were half. I know. How about that? <laughs> I remember that. Which, which actually was originally just the, the backing band from DC talk. And then eventually they it kind of changed it. Yeah. Talk. It yeah. changed out a little bit, but um, they actually had a really tra- uh, dramatic experience at the Brownsville revival as a band. Oh, they cool. went there. I don't know why. And it just messed them all up. And they came back and said, okay, we just need to pursue worship. We just need to do this instead. And, uh, and really, they kick-started that for me. Sonic Flood was like the gateway of yeah. worship that wasn't well, Jeff, from integrity is, music. Was Jeff Dio a part of that? Jeff Dio yeah. was a part of it. Yeah, he was the, the initial. So good. His solo <clears throat> album still yeah. is so good. I went, uh, I saw him at a live, and the thing that so impressed me was at the beginning of the show, he mixed his band's monitors. So he stood off to the side, made sure everybody had what they needed, you know, got them all set up, made sure they were good. And then they started the intro music, and he came up, and they started their show. And I was like, that that said a lot to me of him just as a as a guy. We I saw him in Sonic Flood too uh, before before he broke off and started doing his own thing. So I've seen him a couple times, and always been very impressed with him, very much yeah. so. All, All right. right, I'm loving this. I'm gonna. This is fun. We can keep going with this. This is fun. I like uh, it. Six to five, Nate. Okay. In the light, DC talk. What? Yeah. Totally. You had that on one, two, three. I just know that count off. That's from that's from Jesus Freak as well. Uh, that uh, was one of the. That was the second. I song. had it on the. Like I knew. <laughs> like as soon as that bass came in, yeah. I knew what it was. Back back in the day, that was the first song that, one of the first songs that me and Caleb, my brother, and Bailey sang together, and first it was a song we first learned to all harmonize together on. Which was I cool. I love it. Which is cool. But yeah, that's a I, great, I just that's still a great this, old song. I love this intro. We'll just play it yeah. all more. Great guitar. That bass slap. I love it. I love it. Auto Price is one of my biggest influences as a bass player. I, love I just it. love that's I, I might go back and listen to I was going to say this is going to this is going to send me into weeks of listening to Jesus Freak and or welcome to the Freak show. Right. It's just great. <laughs> it's just a great great experience right it. there. Love it. All right. All right. You're kicking my butt. Well, you what know. What is this? 8 to 5. This was my life even then, man. This is I know, all but I, I did. had I had a really good radio station in Lancaster, yeah. WJTL. By far the most diverse mix of Christian music and they yeah. won't just play like top 20. So you would get like the very early skillet. Oh yeah, I, I remember hearing yeah. them, and the Supertones before they were big. Like they had the Friday Night Rock Show, and oh, they yeah. would just drag out anybody. Yeah, like we did. Uh, we had uh, radio. Goody Hook. They'd play them. Stave <laughs> Saker. They they like, had play our, all kinds of. Our stuff. big one was Radio U out of Columbus. Okay, that was our big one. I don't even know if Radio U is still around anymore. Actually. WJTL is. Yeah. That's good. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't listened to Christian. I haven't listened to anything but talk radio in a long yeah. time. I'm officially an old man. Talk radio is what I listen to. <laughs> That's if I not true. To you have a music streaming service now. That's true. That's also true. Yeah. So. You're branching out. All right. All right. Here, Here we, we go. go. Here we Hit go. it. Oh, I know this.
It already wasn't the song I thought it was. It's Small Town Poets. You think so? It has to be. I don't have a song. Okay. Keep, keep playing it, because I'm not sure you're right. It's Reliant K. It is. It's not Sadie Hawkins, is it? Is it that is. Sadie Hawkins? Yes. It is Sadie Hawkins. I didn't remember the intro being that long. I thought I it was a lot. I didn't either. I thought it was a lot shorter than five. that. I'm so mad right that now. That was my first thought, and then I'm like, oh no, this is just one that sounds similar to that. But yeah, this like this Sadie doesn't Hawkins. go back as far as I thought because there is a there is a small town poets where they come in with the guitar like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I will. I will I'm say, regardless back. of what you think or don't think of Reliant K, they put on and still do one of the best shows that you will ever see yeah. live. They are so much fun. They were. A lot I would of say fun. the only the only Christian band that I would say kind of ups their ups their game over Reliant K is probably Switchfoot. Switchfoot is just overall the one of the best shows I've ever seen. And the one of the times I saw them, we were in uh, I think it was House of Blues in in Cleveland, and it was the same night that Chili Peppers were in town. And the crowd was pathetic for, I mean, it was just like basically the floor was kind of full and they came out and just gave everything. I mean, he smashed one of his guitars, broke the headstock off. Like they just went nuts. And it was one of those things where you're like, I would have been disappointed with the small crowd, but they just went and got it. And it was amazing. Um, One of the most packed shows I was at was Sonic Flood, Pillar, and the Supertones. Yeah. And it was so jam-packed. Supertones were insane. The Supertones were amazing yeah. live. Out of all of those, Pillar came out first, and I thought they were tons of fun because yeah. I, was, I was actually there for Pillar and Sonic Flood, and I'm like, ah, you get the Supertones. Yeah. The Supertones were awesome. Yeah. Well, and you know, I think that's one of the things where, where there was actually some musical integrity to Christian CCM in the 90s because you had to be a good live show. Or else you were no place. We were so tightly packed together. That was one show where I was so packed together with people that you would jump yeah. and carry two people with you yeah. on the way up. Yep. Your shoulders. Just because. And, and like I remember sticking my hand up, and the air up here was much colder <laughs> yeah. than whatever was down here. There was oh, yes. so much sweat oh, and stench. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Like, it was just like, down here, I'm in the jungle. Yes. And up here, it's like, there's oh, air up there's there. There's air that you can breathe. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That was so much fun. Oh, man. All right, here we go. That is the Supertones. Yeah, but which song? I think we might split this one. Okay, go for it. Supertones Strike Back. Ah, should have known it. Is it? Is it? Yes. Of course it is. Yes, it is. I know it without you even looking. Oh, man. I could have probably got there. They were so fun. They were just so fun. Here, we got to let the youth listen to this for a second. This is just happy music. How could you be sad and listen to this? And then I love the transition right here. (laughs) They were so fun. Oh, man. This reminds me of going into our local Christian bookstore and just perusing all of the CDs to see yep. what you were going to pick out. And, and down on the bargain rack. Is there any of the oh, yeah. crack oh, yeah. cases? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Any of the good stuff that's down right. in the bargain rack. Oh, man. 
bargain. I don't, even, I don't even remember what the name of our Christian bookstore, our local Christian bookstore was, but we were in there what a lot. What was it? it? It wasn't like Dove. What was it called? It was like in the plaza Provident. down by Walmart. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Provident Bookstore. Yeah. Too. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Good, I, good I didn't memories. know if you guys had them out here, but we oh, definitely yeah. had Provident. Good memories. Wherever. All right. Oh my gosh, what is this? This is too obscure. It promises much, it promises you'll never be cold. Who is this? I have no idea. I know I should know this, but it's, I'm drawing a complete blank. Let's see what we got. Poor old Lou. I forgot about Revolve. them. I completely forgot about that. I didn't have this album, so that's why I didn't know yeah. it. Like, I memorized all the stuff that I had. Yeah, I totally forgot about if them. If there's any Cayman's Call in here, I have it. <laughs> <laughs> they could have won the award for the most boring band in the world live. It was the worst. I, I, I never saw them live. They literally sat on stools and patted their legs and bobbed back and forth. They were like a coffee shop of, band. Oh, uh, they yeah. leaned into it too hard. Yeah, it was not great. Um. Yeah, their later stuff wasn't as good. Their early stuff was good. Yeah. Most obscure Christian band I saw live that I was way too excited to see was LaRue. <laughs> That's just because I kind of liked Natalie LaRue. <laughs> I she was hot. So. One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, consuming Fire, Third Day. You know all this third day. I hated third day. I did not so. like third day, but the one of the guys that we were in a band with, Travis Haney, loved third day. And so we heard wait I just can't stand Mac Powell's voice. It's the combination of it somebody is with so bad. It's a combination of somebody with paper towels in their mouth and a goat trying to sing. <laughs> like I just can't handle I can't handle them. Again, great band. They were phenomenal. You know, genuine folks, but yeah. I just they were not my cup of tea at all. At no, all. and yeah. Whew. Casting Crowns, I would throw in there uh, with them. I'm just not right, a here's, big fan. Here's my beef with Casting Crowns. There we go. <laughs> you know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> no. Here's my beef with Casting Crowns. Okay. They're basically and have always been put out there as a worship band. They're, They're not. not. They're no. not a worship they, band. They have every too once many in a while, stories yeah, in their songs every to once be a, a worship while, band. They have a worship song. Right. So like Father Spirit Jesus was definitely a worship song. Um Praise You in the Storm definitely, I would say, was a worship song. Had some story to it, but was also There's a worship song. There's too much story. You're not going to have yeah. a whole congregation but, singing but along I'm, to that. I'm, I'm seeing people in their concerts, like, raising their hands and worshiping the songs, like, what if his people prayed? I'm like, this is a reprimand of the church, and you're here like, oh, yes, praise Jesus. What if his people prayed? I'm like, no, 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 no. You're missing this. You're missing what's actually being said because it sounds worshipy, but it's not. I think they leaned a little too hard into... We're the biggest Christian music band right now. Now let's speak some hard truth. Oh my gosh! And I'm like, I went it to one of their seems shows. Like you're talking down yeah. to your entire. I audience. went to one of their shows, and the reason I went to one of their shows is because Leland was a new thing then, and Leland was opening for them. And Leland is genuinely good. I went to that show, and it was like a Sunday morning at our church, where we have a veteran there, a new baby, a baby dedication, and handouts to give. <laughs> so like they would do like two songs and then they would talk 
Then they would do three more songs, and then they would talk. Then in the middle, they had an intermission where they had breakout sessions where youth pastors and pastors oh, and different no. people would go and, and have... The, and then you'd come back, and they'd do a couple more... Did so- they do a Compassion Child in the middle oh, of Oh, yes, all that, too. It oh, was no. the worst show I've ever been to, and I'm like, we paid for this? Yeah. Why? Yeah. It was so bad. Leland was great, though. But... Cayman's Call, their lead singer used to be a youth pastor, and that's yeah. part of the problem, I same, think. Same with, uh, same with the, uh, uh, wow, why can't I remember the name now? We were just talking about them. Third Day? Nope. We, oh. The band we were just talking about being so terrible. Casting Crowns. Casting Crowns yeah, was the same. Yeah, that's who one. I was saying. You said Cayman's Call. Oh, whoops. Yeah, that's okay. I, knew, I know what you meant. But yes. Yeah. Totally. And, and again, Casting Crowns is the one I meant. Yeah, I don't want anything bad to happen to them, but if they went away tomorrow, I'd be okay with it. I really like Game and Skull's <laughs> first two albums. Oh, that was that was swift. That is. Uh, I wanted to say it was DC Talk. I don't think that was. No, it's not. Shoot. You thought it was in my mind's eye. Yes. But it wasn't. Play it. I'll give you a second shot at that. No, you you've got it now. I don't know what it is. Go ahead. Don't look at me by uh Jack not Jackie Velasquez. Yes. Was it her or was it Rachel Lampa? Oh no. There was two of them at the same yeah. time that sounded the same. Oh no, it's Stacy Orico. Stacy Orico! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give you points for that one though, because you were close. i I'm still not convinced they weren't all three the same person. I think they were. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Jackie Velasquez was definitely older. Yeah. And then Stacey Orico is like maybe 16 when uh, she, she might have been even on. younger. She might have been like 14. And then who was, who was the other one that we said? Rachel Lampa. I actually saw Rachel Lampa at a live. She was great. Like, she was phenomenal. What? Phenomenal voice. I don't voice. even remember anything that Rachel Lampa I don't done. remember any of her stuff, but I remember her. And the thing I remember most is in that show, she had this, like, nervous habit of waving. So, like, that little cutesy, <laughs> like, wave. And the thing is, there were a couple of guys in the crowd that realized that this was, like, a, a thing for her. And so they would wave at her. And she would just wave back and got her going. Like, just kept, she oh, kept doing no. it while she was singing. I'm like, oh, man, this girl. She was really talented, super great voice. But, man, it was hilarious to watch. It was, <laughs> it was very funny. It was very funny. But, That's yeah. awesome. Rachel Lampa, Jackie Velasquez, and Stacey Orico were all kind of the same person. Stacy Joy Orico. Yes. I remember oh, one of that her was songs so bad. Like, yeah, it was had just, her middle name in it. Yeah, it just had her like, saying her name. It yeah. was like under a beat and this thing, yes. and she just said her name a bunch, and then it was like, what was <laughs> My that? My sister had that Oh, yeah, everybody's sister had those albums. <laughs> All your little sisters had it. Yeah. Oh, geez. Rich Mullins, awesome God. You are correct, sir. There we go. 9 to 13. I'm coming <laughs> back. Woo-hoo. I will never not know the intro to Awesome God. <laughs> just just strings in general though. Every like every ballad in the 90s started with strings. So it's kind of just hard. I needed a little more on that one. All right. Go ahead. Show is hot out here. No. I don't mind though. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is Shackles by Mary Mary. Shackles, Shackles by Mary Mary. Yes. Hey. Yes. Shackles of my. That was the one where you actually. You got me. Yeah. Down. That was back. That was back when you'd all hang out in the basement of your parents' house, and y'all were actually dancing like straight up club dancing in the basement to Mary Mary because it was as close as you could get. Uh. 
Which is basically a ripoff of getting jiggy with it. Let's be real. It's just a it's just a ripoff of getting jiggy with it. But it was fun. It was fun. I am enjoying this. We can do this all night. You are gonna have a good time listening to this, <laughs> or at least I will listen yeah, back. We'll listen back good. and have a lot of fun. Oh my word. This is delirious. Head spinning, the world's twisting around. Oh, this what's is the name such of the song? song. But what's the name of the song? Gravity. Gravity's yeah. pulling me. My head from Mesomorph, which was their weirdest album, but it was so good. Uh. I love that. The phaser. History sits and she tells her stories. Yeah. That's a great That is album. a really obscure Delirious yeah. reference, though. That was the one where everybody freaked out. It's like, oh, they've stopped doing worship. They've stopped <laughs> doing worship music. And their next album was Glow. And they're like, hey, Delirious first worship album in 10 years. It's like, no, that was. It just was weird. And what so was that didn't... one album they sold that was in a can? Live in the can. It was a CD It was one of the best albums. The, the, if, if you ever want to hear something amazing, pull that out. Find obsession on that and crank it and just sit there so and let it happen good. to you. It's so good. The funniest thing about that album is I learned most Delirious stuff through um, Sonic Flood. Because Sonic Flood, their initial album, they had several Delirious tunes on there. I didn't listen to Delirious, but somebody handed us this album, the Live and in the Can album, and said, hey, you've got to listen to this. These guys are great, you know, great worship, whatever. Um, so yeah, d- uh, Sonic Flood and uh, the Brownsville Revival youth album was actually where I learned some of these songs but didn't know who they were from. So I finally listened to Live in the Can after having it for like two or three years and put it in and I was like, oh my word. And it completely like turned my life upside down in terms yeah. of worship music. And But yeah, Delirious, Live in the Can is probably one of their best albums. And of that album, Obsession is the best track on that album. It's phenomenal. So good. So good. I think my sister would already know who this is. I don't know. I got nothing. It's Jewel. No, it's not. It's Jennifer Knapp. Oh. Oh, wait. Who is it? It's Plum. Ah! That didn't seem heavy enough for Plum. Plum was pretty aggressive most of the time. Yeah. Jennifer Knapp, man. She has some really... That was one of them on here, like, as I was listening to it earlier. Yeah. That every time her songs would come on, I'm like, this is so good. Yeah. Like, she was, she had a really good voice, and she, like, for, for her time period, was playing really good music. Yeah, and was pretty edgy. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, she was something. Yeah. She's now one of, been, one of the ones that kind of renounced her faith or walked away. She's a lesbian. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Does I don't a lot know of Lilith if she Fair actually stuff. left the faith. Did, I don't know, or if she's just done she, the like accepting or the affirming yeah. side of the faith. I don't know actually. She I may think she actually still be a. I think she. Christian, I think so she did the affirming side of that, yeah. which is a whole other podcast. I don't know because there for a while, she was not in a great place with Christianity as right. a whole. Yeah, like I remember a couple interviews with her that were. Yeah, I saw her on the Supernatural tour. She opened for uh, DC Talk. She is really, she is really talented though. Mm-hmm. 
I lost myself. Oh, come on. Rather images I had of me Is this all Star United? I don't think so. I don't I don't have a guess, so I'm different from truth they were. Oh, I forgot about this band. Grandma Train. Grandma Train. Totally forgot about that. I didn't have their stuff. Yeah. That's why I didn't know it. But yeah. it, it kind of had that audio, uh, not audio A. Uh, who did I say? You All-Star said United. All-Star United. Which was, would have been close. All-Star United tended to be pretty happy in their music, though. They were happy. Superstar, but that's was, not, Superstar was a great album. And they were sarcastic. They which were. Which is what I enjoyed most <laughs> the about The greatest it. band in the world. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. The greatest band in the world. All-Star <laughs> United. I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Was that, just, was that the beginning of Popular Americans? Yeah. We're the Popular Americans. Ooh, yeah. Back, back on, on the scene. scene. <laughs> oh, that was a great album. That was Them a fun album. And uh, the two bands with the best sarcasm would be All Star United and Calibretto 13. I don't even know who that is. Oh, we may have to play some Calibretto 13 after this. Their song, Sheep of the US of A, is. Okay. Oh, you've played that yes, song for Calibretto yeah, 13 yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is a band that tried to. Uh, I think if you would have heard about what punk was. And then you sat down to play it. It's like, just take any song that you want, put three chords to it, play it as fast as you can. And, and as loud as and, you can. And as loud as you can. And just sing the lyrics as desperately fast into the <laughs> mic as you can. Uh, scream them if necessary. <laughs> that was Calibretto 13. They were incredible. Oh, man. My biggest, my biggest thing, I... They had a lyric in, in the song, The Proposal... That said, love is one thing, sex is another, but they go together like bread and butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and that's it's, good. And it's in this whole long song of that he's proposing to his girl, and I'm like, <laughs> this is the weirdest song ever. But it was so fun. Oh man, All Star United's keyboard player. He had a very small keyboard, and he literally would duct tape the thing to the stand. And would literally be throwing it up in the air and like playing it si- like he did I all so kinds of craziness. I so wish I would have seen them live. One of the best, I never saw them live. One of the best quality Christian bands that I ever heard live, but yet was one of the weirdest shows I've ever seen was Earth Suit. You remember Earth Suit? I wanted to see them. And for those of you who still listen to this kind of is Indian, another like, South Mute African Math, band, Mute Math. Or, no, they're so, not. Uh, half half of them might have been. Half of them are. No, you know what? They were all from the states. Okay. I think they were all from the states. The other South African band was. Uh, was Tree 63. Yeah. That's who I was thinking of. Um, which they had some great stuff, too. I did see Tree 63 live. But so did I, actually. Um, they filled in for the waiting or somebody like that <laughs> that I was there to see. I saw them at Sunfest. Um, but, uh, dang, who was I talking about before that? Totally stole my Earth brain. Earthsuit. Earthsuit. Saw them in a live. Weirdest show ever, but it was awesome. And their, their musicianship was insane. And for those of you who don't know, Mute Math is made up of a good chunk of what used to be Earthsuit. Um and they just kind of continued with that musical oddness, but without the weird theatrics that they had at the time. But yeah, it was they were they were a great band. Earth As it stands, band. Nate is up nine to seventeen. Um, boy, do, 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 do. this could. But if we if we start hitting some more punk genre stuff in this, is going to take a weird turn for me. We'll see. I have to know this. Oh, this is Larue. This is LaRue, time after time. It has to be. Oh. LaRue. I'll give you a second chance on the title. The band is correct. I'll give you a second chance on the title. 
Waiting room. You got it. There we go. You got it. I just had to play it through. Yes, I knew that song. That's all good. Yeah, I I hardly ever listen to Lou. This one has. This is just a waiting room, and we're waiting for your love. Yeah, yeah. They have this weird thing at the end where they're like, to sin, to sin, to sin. And I'm like, why would you sing the lyrics to sin in a round? It makes no sense. Yeah. Anyway, it's just where they were at their lyrics, and they're like, this needs a round right here. (laughs) But yeah, Natalie LaRue, major crush when I was that age. That is delirious, and that is... <laughs> you get all the delirious ones. more in love with you. Uh, deeper. Deeper. Deeper, but also on, deeper, also on Mesomorph. But I don't know how to swim. Yeah. Want to go? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Maybe I could run, maybe I could fly to you. Oh, <laughs> good old... You know, I'll tell you, that is one of my, one of my biggest things. Martin Smith was probably my biz- biggest musical hero in terms of worship in terms of a band at the time like they became my his daughter band. is doing some really good stuff yeah, right I now i saw that actually uh what's her name lime bear yeah what, what's her first uh, name uh l l lime yeah, bear yeah um look her up she's doing some really good stuff one of the coolest things ever for me was jesus culture recorded a song that i wrote uh called show me your glory and later on they were on a live album with Martin Smith. And during that live album, he started singing Show Me Your Glory. And that was one of those things for me where I was like, oh my gosh, Martin Smith, who has no clue who I am and couldn't care less, is singing my song. And it was like, it was one of those things where, like, that was like a, a, a peak moment as far yeah. as a songwriter in my life for me. Because I was like, oh my gosh, my hero is singing my song. One of my heroes is singing my song. And that was pretty cool. It still gives me feels every time I hear it on that album. And that it's just him singing the cool. chorus over and over again. But it is awesome. That's that is super cool. cool. <laughs> the only thing close to that would be if uh, Peter Fuller would ever say anything to me ever. <laughs> that, would be, that would be close. <laughs> Peter Fuller and Jerry Rice. That was my childhood. There you go. There right you there. go. So... Your your hand was under mine. I'll let you take it because you you. I'll I'll take Switchfoot. If you get the song, you can have the point. You sure? Yeah. It was go meant for to it. live. Meant to live. There we go. I've actually just been listening to Switchfoot again recently. I've kind of gotten on a kick. Twelve to twenty. Twelve to twenty. Hey hey, we we can still go here. This is such an iconic. Movie. That was a great yeah. album. Beautiful letdown. Yeah. yeah. Great album. I know I should know this. This is Thousand Foot Crutch. What Phenomenon. Song? Is it Phenomenon? Don't, Don't let think, these I, spiders roll up this side. It feels too... Yeah, you're right. You're right. I was reintroducing if you like us coming I was reintroducing Ryland to these guys yeah again I love this big chunky part right here switch on your nitrous and let's go the second time nation for navigation man up your stations surround invasion with communication move quick we might avoid contamination yeah they were great and of course, everybody. Yeah. 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 I was reintroducing Ryland to Thousand Foot Crutch. So I've been going back through the whole TFK catalog. Oh, and yeah. He's really liking it. Yeah. But 
Yeah. Anyway, I probably lean too hard into the Amber Lynn thing with him because he loves Amber Lynn. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, my son loves Amber Lynn. This is great. <laughs> and so then I'm like, dude, we need to branch you out a little further. Like, let's see if you like TFK. <laughs> so, yeah, it's good stuff. He likes uh, Need to Breathe and Need to Breathe and uh, Amber Lynn are like his two nice. favorites. So Amber Lynn. Yeah, they're... Never Take Friendship Personal was a major breakup album for me that I just raged with in my car. Amberlynn, all their songs are amazing. I will never speak a bad word against them. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. I don't think I have anything on this one. Me neither. Plank Eye. That's, I about that's that why too. I didn't have that. Goodbye. That's the name of the song. All right, here we go. Crap. This is Jennifer, Jennifer Knapp. Knapp. Yeah. And. I don't have it. Oh, yeah. Undo me. Undo me. That was her. I think that was Undo her first single. Me. Yeah, I think that was her first single. Yeah, she yeah. was she was good. I yeah. enjoyed that song a lot. My I biggest add it my biggest my memory from playlist. that song was when she toured that one with DC Talk. They at the chorus it went down completely black, and they just had a strobe light on her singing and playing the chorus, and it was really trippy, but it fit so well. The song it was pretty cool. That was that's one of my biggest memories from that that show for whatever yeah. reason. All right, oh, I'm man. catching up. It's fifteen to twenty. All right, all right. But Nate's been gracious and letting me get a few of these. <laughs> It's like every song in the 90s. Right? Do you want to let it play? I'm just curious now because I got nothing. Me neither. Miss Angie, lift my eyes. No idea who that is. No, but I've seen that album cover. Yeah, but I have no idea who that I is. I never listened to it, though. It was, in, it was in the weird CD stack that you could rent from the youth group table. Did you right. guys have that one? No. Oh, man, we did. We had a, we had a table that had the plugged My in. My youth group the wasn't real in. sure about Christian rock. Yeah, we had the plugged-in <laughs> online magazine where you could look at the movie reviews and music reviews. Oh, we reviews, would get those to our and house. And we would have a stack of, of what was called at the time, we were Broken Jars Youth Ministries, of just all these CDs that you could you could sign out and take home with you for a while. Nice. So that was fun. That's pretty cool. It helps. That's that a good way to encourage our, kids to piracy. Our youth pastor at the time was, well, and that wasn't really a thing because nobody had a computer, ah. really, a whole, a whole lot, you know, that wasn't just running DOS in their basement. Um, but um, our youth pastor was an 80s rocker, like big time was. Oh, yeah. And, and so he was he was all about it, you know. So we got to we got to actually have some of that uh, that stuff. Music was a big thing for our youth group because of that. Awesome. Oh, we're, 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 getting, we're getting to the time place here, so we got to... Almost. This is MXPX. Yeah, I got nothing on MXPX. 
Responsibility. <laughs> Responsibility. What's that? Responsibility. <laughs> Not quite yet. <laughs> that one. Yeah, there, there your alley all the way. I don't want this responsibility. Yeah, oh, yeah. Anyway, I met him at uh, Warp Tour. Yeah. He was playing a solo. Ah, oh, shoot, what is his name? Just had it. Anyway, he was playing a solo set, and I got to meet him after and, like, I don't know, just say hey. <laughs> got a picture with him. Can't remember his name off the top <laughs> of my head. Well, that is so bad. Oh, no, it's not. Mike Herrera. Ah, uh, yes, yes. There you go. Yes. Yep. Really good stuff. I love MXPX. What's the score now? Uh, I'm I'm only getting them one at a time because I'm not getting the song as well. So I got 16 to 20. All right. <sighs> you can end this whenever. No, no. If you're I, tired I of I want it. us to go a few more okay. here. Just a few more. Basic instructions. We were just you talking about this. this one. <laughs> so yeah, that's basic instructions. And they gave you the title. Yeah, that's basic instructions. Uh, and I can't remember the name of the band now. It's completely left my mind. Can I steal this? Go ahead. Burlap to cashmere. Oh, yes. Burlap to cashmere. Gosh. And then this gets so weird after they say the song title. Before leaving I did see them live as well. Yeah. They were fun. They were a lot of fun. <laughs> they didn't were very know a frantic. single one of their songs, but I knew that one. Yeah, basic instructions, I knew that one. Yeah. There was... They're, they did a really melodic, like, nine-minute song that was a story song, and I can't remember it right now off the top of my yeah. head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to go back and look it up, but it was, like, it was fairly popular because it was one of those tearjerker songs. Right, yeah, because it was kind of dark. Like, it had some dark themes yeah. in it, but it was a hopeful There's dark. something about heaven. Yeah. Is it That's All the Lumber? I don't remember. I don't remember. Which is about a house that... The Lord was building for him in heaven, and he gets to heaven, and there's like a really small house <laughs> beside a really big one, and he's like, that's all the lumber he said. That's horrible. <laughs> that's just awful. There's seriously a song like that, but I I'm not no, sure if I they're totally the believe to do it. it. I totally believe it. That's all, right, all the let's lumber. Do, okay, let's do, what, three more? Sure. Three more. How many do you need to win? I don't or know. To, or to 17 to 21. I just got crushed on that okay, one. Okay, so let's do, let's do three, because that'll give you the option to match me. And then we can do a sudden death if we have to. Okay. Oh, it's playing. Hold on. It's no, playing. that was... Was the song playing? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay, hang on. I just need to, I need to go a little... I know who this is. I know it. Let it let it play a little longer. Let it play Is a little longer. Is this Mary Mary? No, no, that definitely wasn't. Ready or not. Avalon. Yes. What song? Testify to love. Is that testify to love? No, it's anointed. It's anointed. Oh. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. But nobody got that one. So no no harm, no foul on that one. Yeah, yeah, I I would have thought that the chorus would have been for as yeah, long no. as revive us. No, yeah, yeah. revive us they again. They were they were phenomenal. They were 
way better than Avalon. And I know some yeah. people think that's heresy, but they were oh, way no, better Avalon than Avalon. Oh, no, Avalon was terrible. They, they were. <laughs> they had great voices, but the, the package was bad. Right. Like, everybody's it was just too mom yuppie. liked them. Yeah, it was just too yuppie for me. This is Switchfoot. This Are you is, serious? There's a song that's inside of my soul. It's the one that I've tried to write over and over again. What's the name of the song? Wake in the infinite cold. Sing to me of the plans that you have for me over again. So I lay my head back down. down. Yeah. Lift my hands and pray to be on. Only hope. Only hope. I know now you're my only hope. Great song. It was. And yeah, what, it was off what, New and that Way was to from Be Human. New Way to Be Human. Oh, great album. Such a they, good that's album. That's the thing with, with Switchfoot. They've never put out a bad album. Never. They've just gotten progressively better. Even the ones that are more recent that I haven't heard as much of. Well, you can go back and listen to that one, and it's still good. Yeah. New Way to Be Human is yeah. still good. Paparazzi from, I think, was that from that album or was it from Legends of Chin? It would have been Legends this of Chin. This is a tune for the paparazzi, the who's who, and the See, so and so. I didn't have the Legends of Chin, yeah. so that makes sense. Cause I'd, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Learning to Breathe, great album. Mm-hmm. The Switchfoot's just great, and they're still doing it. They just came out with a new album, and they're on tour again. I'm like, I need to see them again. They're fun. So good. <laughs> this is, do, 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 yeah, this is do, Sonic do, Flood do, version do, do, do. of Reaching for the Highest Goal. Am I yep. receive the prize? I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to hear your voice. Yeah. I didn't know why I thought I was going <laughs> to win this. I thought I had a shot. <laughs> Well, let's do one more either way. One more. Uh, one more. So sad. Wrote to Chuck and Die some time ago. All my love to the queen. Small town poets, prophet, priest, and king. And you are. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. They were a great band. They were one of my brother's favorite bands. So, if you listen to them, did you ever listen to The Waiting? Have you heard them at all? Just a little Just bit. Just a little bit? Just a little bit, Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I tried to reintroduce, like, all of a sudden, I had a song running through my head, and I could not find the lyrics on Google, and I'm like, why is this a stupid, obscure Christian song <laughs> that no one knows? And so, like, I kept trying to find a different part of the lyrics that might come up somewhere, and finally I found it, and I'm like, it's the waiting! <laughs> <laughs> They've been in the back of my head all this time. Oh, man. Yeah. See, I'm sad, because I want to keep doing this. This is just really fun. <laughs> I'm really enjoying all right, one this. one more, then, then we'll be done. All right, last one. Yikes! Why what was, was that, that one so much louder? Okay, skip that. What was that? No, it was just our setup. Hold yeah, on, let me drop but the nothing audio changed. No, but nothing changed. That one, look at, the, look at the sound profile of that one. That one was poorly mixed. No, this right. is still the same song. I don't know, but I'm in pain now. Go ahead and skip it. I don't know what this is, and I don't want to hear it anymore. Welcome yeah, home no, by the Supertones. That was an album I did not know. Yikes. We'll have to take that section out. No, Yikes. we're going to leave gonna that gonna there. That's going to kill people. That's okay. We'll, we'll, I'll compress it or bring it down so that nobody gets hurt. 
Yeesh. Look at that. Look at that. It's like, it's like maxed out. I haven't even had a rant that was that no, high on the No, thing. that's a that's a max out that I don't think we nice. could do. Yeah. I'm scared now. One more. Book of Revelation, uh-huh. chapter seven, verses six. I have no idea what the song is, but I know who it Kirk is. Kirk Franklin. It's definitely Kirk Franklin. And if you this get- is GP, are you with me? Oh yeah, we are with Is uh, th- is that is that really that song? No. Of course, he did one? that in like every other song on that album. Okay. This what is, is uh, this? this is uh, Revolution. Revolution. Uh, oh, you want a revolution? There you go. Twenty to twenty-five. <sighs> Nate wins. I guess. That was so much. I'll fun. I'll take the loss. That was so much fun. I really enjoyed that. It was a trip down youth group memory lane. Yes, it was. All the concerts we went to, <laughs> and the people that we hung out. With. Oh man. Yikes. So is there a moral to this podcast? No, not at all. Good. I mean, good. other than that, I'm going to change my listening habits for a good two weeks now. <laughs> That's very true I'm for me as well. Back, I'm going oh, back man. through. Uh, I'm going to go back and listen through a lot of Jennifer Knapp stuff. I'm going to go back and listen to old Switchfoot for a while. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm I'm probably going to go pull out Small Town Poets. Yeah. That's going to happen. Yeah, my favorite song from them was that uh, Every Reason. Every Reason. Cup her hands beneath it, taste the sweet relief. Like the yes. really high, yes. soaring vocal. It was really Small good. Town Poets are so good. They were great. You guys need to listen to I them. I got to hang out with them a little bit. Did you really? Yeah. I told you, I emceed one of their shows. Okay. And somehow I just got tapped, me and another girl from one another youth group in town, to just kind of be the MC for the night, so introducing the bands as they came out. And who was the other band that, that, that opened for them? They were well-known. As well, I don't remember who it was. Ah, uh, it doesn't uh, matter. The other anyway, one, yeah, got to hang out with the them other for a while one that I saw live that did not come up here was Everyday Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about them. Yeah, man, oh man, so many Speaking memories of lead singers who become gay. Didn't know that. Yeah, Trey from Everyday Sunday. Wow, interesting. It is interesting. <laughs> he was married and had kids and everything. Anyway. There That's you go. That thing. was weird. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Everyday Sunday was really good. I, I had like a DVD of them, or like their music videos and yeah. stuff randomly. Oh, I had so many of those. VHS tapes is what I had. Oh, yeah. Of stuff. You know, DC Talks, VHS. Uh, I had uh, Stepping Up to the Microphone I tour. I had Newsboys under, under the Big Top. Oh, yeah. When they first did their big yep. tent. Yeah. They, they would go on this tour. And they dragged this big inflatable tent. Yeah, and they it was the Love Liberty Disco Tour. Yeah, they would set up in a parking lot. Yeah, and they had two of them that they. And unfortunately, it did not last long because it did, it was not sustainable. They were they were spending way too much money trying to keep up with these inflatable tents, <laughs> massive inflatable tents. Yeah. and the show that was in our area when they set it up in the parking lot, there was water. It was pouring down rain, and water was just running through yeah. the whole thing because you're in you're in a parking lot. Right. There's nowhere for the water to go. Right. <laughs> man, oh man, it was a great idea, and it was really cool, but it did not go well. For <laughs> Under them. the big top. Yeah, it did not go well for them. Oh uh, man, I'm actually surprised we didn't hear the elms at all in there. Oh, I was yeah. waiting for the elms. They were good. They were good. They did. Uh, what was that song? Not Holy Spirit. Something about. Oh, shoot. Speaking in tongues. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that song was really... Speaking in tongues, we gotta speak in love. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were great. 
<laughs> that's the song I was thinking of. I'm like, yeah. it's so, such a good song. They were great. Very, anyway. very old school rock, which was all, I was all about that. So anyway, hopefully this has this entertained was, you guys as much as it's entertained us. This is one of the most fun podcasts would say, we've done in a while. I would so. say that's absolutely true. I have very much enjoyed this. Um, <laughs> this is just stuff that we say. Yeah, so let, us, this is, let us know if... Uh, on Twitter or Instagram Is Kayla going to get any of this stuff? She's Maybe. Too young. Oh, she'll, no, she'll get some of it. Probably the girl artist she would grab up because that was that was her thing back in the day. What's but the gap? Like eight years? Oh, six years. Come on, man. Okay. Six, six years. years. Then no. she, would, she would get it. Yeah. It's um, good. It, let us know if you guessed any of these before we did. Uh, and what that what that song was or what that album was, and whatever that artist. And your favorite obscure Christian band. Yeah, give it up. That nobody else is into. That's Tell right. us who it is. I want right. to know. Oh, man. Well, as always, thank you guys for hanging out with us. This yep. has been a blast, and uh, we'll see you next week. Oh, uh, oh. Just, real quick. Yes. Just wanted to let you guys know, you can rate individual episodes yes. on iTunes. Yes. So as you're rating, don't just give the show a rating. Maybe on iTunes, go and give the episode a rating. Yeah. So rate this one high because it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> and and as always, you know, rate us, like us, share us, subscribe, do all those things, let your friends know. Yeah. And, uh Get us out there. Keep this keep this content rolling. We're loving it. All right. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining the conversation today. The Things We Say is produced by Nate Ward. Technical direction is provided by Sheldon Stauffer. You can subscribe to The Things We Say on SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at The Things We Say Podcast to keep the conversation going. This has been The Things We Say. See you next time.